Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Showing Up to Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Art Burns, as you know, and as you're probably assuming, I am quite excited this morning to have a chance to talk to you. Um, as you know, uh, as I've said a few times here, a little housekeeping here will do uh, real quick. Uh, as I mentioned a few times, I have a, uh, a couple of really exciting things coming up, okay, that I just want to make sure everybody knows about this, all right? Um, I don't know how many people actually watch these videos, <laughs> you know, so I just like to keep repeating this because uh, just in case you're only catching one or two of the videos, some people just read the emails. Yeah, I just want to make sure, okay? So uh, just, just to make sure that nobody, uh, you know, misses an opportunity here, okay? In one week from this coming Sunday, uh, the 16th of May, I will be hosting a free live webinar, okay? I don't even like to call it a webinar. I like to call it an online interactive workshop, okay? And it's not just coming up with a different name for webinar, but I truly do like these to be interactive. Now, I start with a PowerPoint slide deck and all that kind of stuff, but I like for it to be you know, conversational, right? Not not like, uh, you know, an audience sitting there, you know, and, and me as like some sort of professor. That just doesn't, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> so even that, if that's what it turns out to be, it's totally fine. But I like to make it a, a more interactive thing. So I, I like to call it a workshop instead of a webinar, right? Because webinars are things that people just, you know, log on, don't turn on their camera, they just watch. So anyway, I try to do it a little differently. <laughs> but this, this one is going to be really awesome. All right. It's going to talk a lot about, well, it's going to be all about anger, right? It's going to be, um, you know, really talking about how we can understand our anger, how we can relate to our anger in a different way. Because right now, if anger is a problem for you, then the relationship you have to the anger is part of the problem, right? And I'm speaking from, you know, from experience. So please don't, don't feel any sort of judgment in this at all, because I have been exactly where you are probably worse. Okay. I mean, I've told you a couple of stories from my thing and if not, I mean, it's okay. Right. It does. It, it, there's no, you know, there's no better or worse. I'm just letting you know that I've been there. Okay. So, um, so this, this, um, web, this online interactive workshop is going to, uh, discuss, you know, uh, the relationship to anger, right? Because this is something a lot of people don't, not, I, I want to say people don't understand it, but people don't even think to, to question it or to think that there is something to understand. It's that foreign, right? This idea that we can have a relationship to really any of our emotions, but, you know, but any one emotion specifically, right? Um, it's a it's a stretch for a lot of people to understand that. And so I'm going to bring that to light on Sunday the 16th. And I'm really excited because that alone is huge. And we're going to actually talk a little bit about that in today's episode, too, is that it's the it's the way in which we, you know, relate to our own anger that impacts everybody else around us. Right. And that's kind of the thing, because. Well, anyway, we're going to get into that in a second, but but so, so this webinar is going to talk about that, and it's also going to talk about how to now, you know, use this relationship with your anger to transform anger from something that is currently possibly an out-of-control sort of liability for you, right? <clears throat> we're going to transform that into a very much controlled asset for you, right? Something that can actually make things happen in your life, right? It really big things too, really big and important things, right? Not just this, you know, this emotion that just takes over and, and causes all kinds of, you know, havoc in your life, like it did for me for so many years, right? I still feel anger very, very deeply sometimes, but I don't allow that anger to to destroy my life around me. I allow it to to motivate me 
to to repair the things around me, to to address the things that are unaddressed, to to deal with things so that I I have that life that I want, right? And and as I get more of the life I want, guess what? The anger is less and less relevant. And and but that's the whole point of the relationship, right? Because you gotta, you know, it's almost like it's almost like having an affair with your anger in a way, right? And you're going to you're going to like kind of move with your anger in this relationship. I'll explain all that in the webinar, in the workshop. I'm really excited about it. All right. So so and and again, so that that starts that's next Sunday. Now, a week after that, I'm going to be hosting a, a whole course on this, okay? It's going to be a 12-week course, um, talk about a lot of mindfulness practices, you know, give you a lot of training to, uh, to you know, to, to do the practices to affect the, the physical uh, or physiological changes, I should say. Um, where, uh, in addition to the practices, going to talk deeply and really deeply about all of this, right? Because, I mean, I'm going to cover, you know, what the relationship to anger is, you know, in 15, 20 minutes during this workshop. But, but you know, there's so much more to it, right? So over the course of 12 weeks, we're going to really, you know, build or, or rebuild that relationship to your anger, Okay. And, and, and this will work with other emotions too. So, I mean, if you're, if you're kind of thinking that everything sounds really interesting, but if it only it was for a shame, you know, come on in, let's talk. All right. Or at least, you know, click the link below and let's, let's have a conversation because maybe this program could work for you anyway. And if, uh, if not, maybe my personal coaching can do that, you know, but, but let's talk. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, so, so a week after the webinar is the first week of my 12 week program. And that is going to be amazing transformation for people. I, I just know it. You know, I've been through, I, I've worked with enough people at this point over the last three, four years now uh, to, to tell you that I, I see the changes happening. And I know that within a 12-week period with the right commitment on your part and the right delivery on my part, which you can I can guarantee that, right? Um, you, you're gonna, you're gonna experience the changes. I, I it, 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 like can't not happen, <laughs> right? But again, it is a commitment, right? And and that's something we can talk about, you know, as we get closer to the program. Um, you know, the way I, I look at this, I kind of realize that I'm not, you know, instead of calling people clients, right? And that's something I've talked about here openly quite a bit, trying to find a new word for that 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 person who I work with, right? And I've really, I'm, I'm gravitating towards the term partner, right? Because that's what it is. When you enter into a coaching relationship with someone, right, as a client coach or partner coach, um, it, it is a partnership, right? There, there's a, a responsibility on my part to bring the teaching, the accountability, the feedback, the, the presence, the, 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 the understanding, the listening, the, the empathy, right? The compassion, that's all on me. That's what I bring into this, right? But, but you as the partner, you know, you got to bring your half too, Right, which is just you know, kind of doing the practices, showing up to the classes, showing up, and and you know, and and being active, right, in the process. That's the key to success, right? So, and and that's really an empowering thing too to know that you have that control. Which, ah, oh, beautiful segue. It's exactly what we want to talk about today, right? Is how the only thing that we can ever control in any circumstances. The only thing we can control is ourselves. Now, let's talk about what that means, okay? Sorry, folks, I just have to plug in here. It's a very, very embarrassing production here, but uh, 
this way. I know I won't die in the middle of our video here. <laughs> so anyway, um, just had to plug in my laptop. So, so what do I mean when I say that, right? That, that the only thing we can ever control is ourselves, right? Now, so some people out there that might seem like, well, yeah, that's a duh, that's an, <laughs> a very basic uh, concept. And it is, right? It is. However, <laughs> it is not always as practically evident to, to everyone, right? And it certainly wasn't that way for me, right? And, and especially when, when we experience anger, right? There is this, you know, as I've told you here a lot now, and this, this goes to the heart of the relationship issue, to the very heart of what I mean when I say about our relationship to anger, right? Because, you know, when, when we experience anger, Right. And, and when our relationship with anger is sort of out of balance and, and sort of uh, in a uh, dysfunctional kind of state. Right. Because that's what it is. Right. It's a dysfunctional relationship that you have with this emotion. Right. And, and so if it's a problem for you. Right. Like that, that that is how, you know, the, the manifestation of of of, ang of, of that sort of uh, dysfunctional relationship to anger is out of control. Anger is is anger that destroys, you know, families and, and, and sabotages careers and and causes problems in our lives. So if you're watching this thinking like, oh, man, I need to go to this this webinar and this workshop that I was talking about, I, I might want to do this course. Well, that is an indication that yes, your your relationship with anger could be dysfunctional, and that's not an insult, right? There's nothing to there's nothing to be ashamed of for that, right? Because you didn't know how to form a proper relationship to your anger before now, right? So that's why you need help, right? So it's not your fault, okay? That said, right when when we experience anger that is in a dysfunctional level of relationship to us, right, as if we're in that kind of messy place of anger, right? When we experience the anger, what the anger does is it changes our perception of not only, and I talk about this a lot, but this is really, really important, okay? It's not only the perception of what, it's perception into, in and out perception, right? It's the perception of, of what we're doing, like how we're expressing ourselves, right? We tend to undermine the severity of how we're talking to people, right? When we're in anger, we tend to, you know, feel very justified in saying things that we never otherwise would say, right? Um, in, in, in a lot of cases, we don't even remember what we said while we're angry, right? I'm sure you, you know, some of you out there have probably just had a light bulb go off, right? I mean, that's true, right? Like we get through this, this, you know, just angry outburst, and I don't even remember what I said to this person, right? And so, and so, what? But, but then also, right? What we're also confusing or or not seeing clearly is the input, right? So when when somebody says something, we see it in a certain way, or we hear it in a certain way. If it's coming through this filter of 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 uncontrolled, uh, dysfunctional anger right? Or, or the, the anger that arises from a dysfunctional relationship with your anger, right? And so, <clears throat> so, so in that respect, right, especially when anger becomes chronic, which that's the name of the game here, right? Like this, this stuff, this, this course, this webinar is not for somebody who gets angry once or twice a year, right? That's not what we're talking about. Let's just be honest with each other, right? We're talking about people who feel anger regularly, like daily, right? And, uh, and where, where being not angry is the exception to the rule, right? That's, that's who we're talking to here, right? And so, 
I, you know, I just want to make sure that's clear, okay? Um, or anybody in between too. It's not, it's not like you're you're disqualified from this only because you get angry once in a while. But what I'm talking about is the severity, right? Like, so when I talk about this in terms of the severity, I'm talking to people with whom anger is a, a daily struggle, right? A chronic daily struggle. And so, so for us who, for for us who who, uh, sorry, <laughs> for those of us who who experience anger in this dysfunctional, you know, out of control way, right? What we're going to start do is we're going to start seeing the behavior of people in our family, people with whom we work, people with whom our social circles, uh, you know, baristas at Starbucks, um, you know, kids working at pet stores, you know, this kind of stuff, right? We're going to, to view their actions not only inaccurately, but we're going to put a lot more bias on their actions as not only as the the source of our anger, which it is not. Okay, let's let's uh, just say that full stop. It's not. That's not what it is, <laughs> and we'll go further into that in a minute. But but not only do we start seeing these people as the source of our anger or their behavior as the source of our anger. But we also start to think that they're trying to make us angry. Now, it's not something that any of us would sit down and, and like, you know, in our sober problem-solving mind, you know, write that down and be like, yeah, that's the truth. You know, like most of us would say, yeah, no, probably not. I mean, they're probably not actively trying to make me angry, but they know the stuff that they do makes me angry. They don't stop doing it. <laughs> you know, we'll say that kind of thing, right? Um, but, but in the anger space, though, it changes. That's the point. Right, like when we're in that place of anger, we're not thinking with our sober problem-solving mind. We're thinking with this out-of-control anger mind, right? Or rage, as we talked about yesterday. There's a subtle difference between the two, but both or, or either, you know, and that's when we start thinking that people are doing things specifically and purposefully to, to make us more angry. And then that makes us even more angry to think that they're doing that to us, right? And then we lash out at them. Right. And so what this results in, right, this really, you know, it's it's such a oh, it's such a, a, a oh my gosh, it's so sneaky and so slippery and so hard. Right. But what this results in, OK, when we start getting this subconscious, you know, very vague and hazy idea that people are actually doing things to hurt us, to, to specifically hurt us. Right. What that sets up is saying, OK, if only that person didn't do that stuff that they're doing now, I wouldn't be angry. Right. Or, you know, and, and a lot of times this comes through in our relationships, right? Specifically marriage relationships, specifically marriage relationships that have kids involved, right? Because there's a lot of pressure, right? There's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of, you know, it's like the, the, the fog of war as they talk about, right? Like you, you just, it's, you can't put your finger on it sometimes. Like it's just, there's so much going on in a family, right? <clears throat> and, and what I mean by that is that like, let's say you have like my family, right? We have my, myself, my, my wife, um, my son and my daughter. Daughter, right, so, so you have four different uh, sets of egos. You have four different sets of trauma. You have four different sets of, of desires. You have four different sets of of hangups and and you know and 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 aversions and all of this stuff, right? And so so it's like just wishy washy. It's like you know it's like playing whack a mole on skis or something on water skis or something like that, right? It's just there's no foundation, right? That's how it starts to feel with this stuff, and so. And so especially in that kind of 
you know, place, right? The person in that relationship who is feeling the anger, right? They're going to, I used to, you know, start to perceive that it's what all of these other people are doing that's causing my anger to happen, right? And I know I just repeated that, but it's really important to understand this, right? That that the idea is that, <clears throat> you know, when when I look at, you know, like, like if I perceive something that, you know, that I think my wife should be doing for my kids or whatever, or may, you know, maybe it's, you know, whatever it is, a household obligation of some sort, right? If I see that she's not fulfilling that household obligation, well, then that's, again, that's something I feel like you're doing this to me, right? And, and you're doing it specifically to hurt me and look how much it's working. And look, I just yelled at the kids because of you, right? And, and the more we start thinking this and the more, we, again, in that anger, it really, you know, falsifies our, our perception of what's happening, right? So in, this, so, so in this space, as we start to identify this, we then start to feel more of the anger, right? And then more of that anger makes our judgment even less accurate. You know, when I say judgment, I mean like discerning observation and, and you know, uh, you know, it sets up delusion for us, right? Where we're not seeing things the way, but, but it's a, a cumulative effect, right? The more angry we are, the more delusory we are and the, the less clearly we're seeing things. And then, right, in that place, right, now all of these people become the object of our anger, Right. These become the people whom we're 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 trying to to, you know, talk sense into. Right. Like, like, darn it. Why can't you stop doing this? Right. Now, here's the thing. OK. And this is really, really important. When we start doing that, and, and it's not like you have to actually say those words, right? Like, like, you know, sometimes those are the words that come out, like, why won't you do the dishes when you're supposed to do the dishes kind of thing, you know, whatever it is, right? Or maybe it's one of your kids, why won't you clean up your room after I've told you 50 times, you know, like, like, you know, that's, you know, it doesn't have to get to that level of, of articulation, right? It could just be a, a more, uh, you know, vague and, and, uh, and, and, and less, you know, less specific, um, just, you know, words and, and actions and nonverbal communication that indicate to the person that, that they are indeed the object of our anger, right? So what I'm saying is like, you don't have to actually say to somebody, I'm angry at you because you didn't do the dishes. Like they're going to feel that you're angry at them by the way you look at them, by the way you, you, you speak to them, the words you choose, the tone you use, all of that, right? They're going to know, Right. That's that's evident. And, and it's even even beyond, as we've talked about here a lot, you know, you know me, I'm all about the empathic resonance. Right. So so even without their conscious understanding. Right. They're going to feel that you're you know, that that's that empathic resonance. Right. Like they feel it in you. That's why actually they they say, you know, uh, child psychologists say, you know, if you're dealing with anger and your child is having a, a, an episode, stay the hell away from the child. <laughs> because if you're coming to that child with anger in your in your body, your child's going to feel that. And there's no coming, you know, they, it's just going to add more confusion. More on that another time. Uh, you know, but the point that I'm making is that when the, and this is the really, really important thing here, okay? Really, really important. As the people around you feel that you, that they are the object of your anger, that is going to cause a reaction in them, 
And I don't just mean the emotional action in the moment, right? It, which it will, right? I mean, you will have, you know, your kids will turn, you know, they, they'll, you know, they'll shut down. They'll literally stop paying attention, right? Because when you're in that anger and, 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 and uh, you know, uh, out of control, you know, irate state, your kids are scared <laughs> and they're going to shut down. And, and if the kids are young enough when this is happening, it's going to affect the, the, the development of the parts of their brain that are responsible for paying attention. And that is the root of ADD, <clears throat> right? So that, that's what happens. Kids learn how to check out, you know, so much, so repeatedly that they unlearn how to check back in. Right. And that's that's essentially uh, Dr. Gabor Mate wrote a fantastic book about this called uh, Shattered, I believe it is uh, really fantastic book. Um, so, yeah. So if, if you feel like your family is is in that world, read that book from Dr. Mate. And you can also, you know, look him up on YouTube. He has tons of talks. So if, if reading's not your thing, I'm sure you could probably probably find like an hour long discussion about this from him on YouTube. So Dr. Gabor Mate, G-A-B-O-R-M-A-T-E. All right. So but aside from the kids, right, this is what sets up long term emotional issues with inside a family. Right. And that's what I'm really driving at here. Right. That, that if let's say hypothetically, you know, my wife feels that I'm angry all the time. And it's, let's, let's take a come on. Who am I bullcrapping here? <laughs> I can't believe I just tried to do that to you. That's just silly. OK, let's tell a real story. OK, <laughs> hypothetical. Who am I trying to kid? I know I'm not joking. I'm not kidding you. I know that um, years ago I was always extremely angry. Right. And, and as I've told you, I mean, I've, I have so many stories I could tell you. Right. But but it was just anger was always there. Right. It was always my operating system. Right. It was my default mode. Right. And so over the years. Right. As you know, and 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 as I'm describing here, you know, I always thought that it was, you know, the people around me. It was the way my wife was behaving. It was the way my kids were behaving. It was the way my employees were behaving. It was the way all this stuff that was happening that was causing my anger. Now, these things are triggering my anger. Yes, but they're not causing my anger. We'll talk more about that later. Um, <clears throat> the idea, though, is that, you know, I, you know, I would lash out at these people around me. Like, that's what I did, right? That's what we do as angry people, right? That's what happens. You lash out, right? And you lash out to the people for whom it's safe to lash out, right? And and that's the thing, right? Like, once you're in the confines of your home, you sense that safety, and then you just let it rip. You know, that's the kind of thing, right? Um, and, and that ties in, of course, to that perception thing that I'm talking about. But um, but anyway, so so as I lived in this angry place, right? My wife, you know, she has a, another sort of default, right? My wife's default is to get sad, is to start crying, right? And get depressed and get, you know, low, down, that kind of thing. So for years, and I mean years, like if I say, Every night might be a little bit of a stretch, but if I said four to five nights a week for years, for like 10 years, that would not at all be an ex exaggeration at all. That that is the amount of time that I would hear, or I'd be sitting in the living room drinking my whiskey and beer and trying to, you know, just feeling angry at the world. And I would hear my wife upstairs crying every night, crying herself to sleep. Maybe not 10 years, but it was a long time. 
And so, of course, I'm extremely embarrassed by that. I feel like I'm going to cry talking about this. But, um, but what happens, of course, is that I get angry because she's crying, right? Like, get yourself together. Come on. Be strong. You know, you're a grown-up. Come on. And what do you think this makes her do? Think it makes her snap out of the the crying, like like the the uh, the meme on Facebook says, uh, you know, in the whole history of calming down, never has has telling somebody to calm down worked even once, you know, right? So like, it's the same thing with crying. Like if I, you know, when I did that to her, what do you think that did? Did it make her cry less? Do you think, or do you think maybe it made her cry more? And as she cried more, what do you think that did to my anger? Did it make it less? Or did it make it more? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. B all the way down. The whole column, B, 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 right? That, you know, it's obvious, right? And so, <clears throat> and so what happens then, right, is that it sets up what we call a vicious cycle, right? Or, or a negative feedback loop is more of a, uh, a technical term, I guess, right? And, and that's, and I just described it, right? Like, you know, I get angry, she cries, her crying makes me more angry, I yell more, she cries more, I yell more, she cries more, boom, 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 it goes on and on and on and on and on for years, literally years, right? Having kids in this environment, right? Like, that's how we were trying to form a family, right? Which obviously, again, caused a whole bunch of messes that we're, we're untying it all the time now, you know? And, and I have to say that things are much better now because of the whole point of this talk is that I realized years later that the only, that I can't expect her to change. Like, that's not how it works, right? It's just, but it's not foreign, of course, right? Like, that's how all marriages are, right? Like, people get married and they say, okay, now change. Now I want, I, I love you more than I've loved anybody else in the, in the history of my world, but I want you to change. Like, you got to not do that thing, right? And, you know, and that's, I mean, I'm laughing, but that's a sad reality of, of most loving relationships, right? Most marriage relationships, certainly. Uh, Thich Nhat Hanh talks about that in this Beautiful, this beautiful book, Being Peace by Thich Nhat Hanh. Fantastic book. It's like 80 pages or something. You gotta, it's, it's an amazing book. He talks about how love is understanding, right? That, that when we love someone, it's that we truly understand them, right? And the point of that is that when we truly understand someone, right, it's a complete acceptance, right? You cannot possibly truly understand someone whom you're thinking like, okay, well, that needs to change or that needs to change or this needs to change, right? If, if you truly love someone, it is about understanding them for exactly who they are, exactly how they are and loving that, right? Completely and, and unconditionally. That's what love really is, right? And, and, Honestly, that gets to the, the relationship with our anger. We'll talk about that more in another time. Um, but the idea then is, right, that, that when I realized that, I mean, I could ask others around me to change, but generally speaking, they don't, right? Because, again, you know, she, she and my kids and my, my friends, whoever, wife, everybody, they have their own ego. They have their own trauma. They have their own fears. They have their own desires. They have their own, um, uh, you know, physical issues that they're going with on a moment-to-moment -moment basis. So for me to ask them to change for me, I mean, would I change for them? 
You know, I mean, sure, if somebody, you know, I mean, if my wife tells me like, look, you know, you know, the way that you do this one thing, it makes me crazy. Is there anything you can do? I'll try, of course. I mean, that's not something I would say, no, I'm never going to change. I'm never going to try to, you know, help you out. Of course not. I mean, if we're in a loving relationship, there is a a flexibility involved, right? But, (laughs) right, if somebody told me, hey, stop being angry, be like, too bad, I can't, you know. But that's the thing, you can, right? And that's the only thing that we can do, right? But we can't do it for the other person, right? Anyway, I kind of just sidetracked a little bit, but let's go back to what I'm saying, right? So, so, so when we feel as though I need you to change so that I will be less angry, that's the wrong road, right? That is just, you, you took a wrong turn. You're heading in the wrong direction. The key, the more you keep driving, the more you're gonna be further away from your destination, Okay, that's just the reality. All right, there's no no opinion, no no emotion involved with that. It's just the reality that you took a wrong turn somewhere because what you're trying to do is simply not going to work. Okay, but what will work and what does work every single time is that, and this is what wound up happening in my marriage, which right now is as healthy as it has ever been. Right, it's even more healthy than before we got married. Right, our our relationship is is so strong, so pure, so wonderful. And my wife hasn't cried at night in ten years, eight years, something like that. No, yeah, it's less than it's it's while I've been doing this work, so probably seven or eight years, something like that. Right? <laughs> okay, because what happens is she didn't do anything to change. She didn't go to therapy and learn how to not cry every night. She didn't, uh, she didn't change her diet or change some sort of, you know, activity to, to make herself not cry at night anymore. So what do you think did change? (laughs) All of you on the podcast, I'm just pointing to myself, you know, because that's what changed. Right. But but the, the, the beautiful thing and the magical thing here is that by changing myself, I changed her. Right. And by changing herself, she has changed me. Which brings us to one of my favorite quotes by Ram Dass that says, uh, and I always say Ram Dass like it's a first name, last name, but it's like Ram Dass is his, I guess that's how I hear people say it. But anyway, uh, Ram Dass has a quote that says, um, and this is really the foundation of all his work, right? Is that the only thing you can do for me is to work on yourself. And the only thing I can do for you is to work on myself. And that's the way it goes. Right. And, and, and in anger, we don't see that. That's why we need a coach. That's why we need somebody to help us to, to quiet the, the, the howling in our minds so that we can start to change. And as we start to change, we'll watch everything around us change. And then the perception that we had that this person was making me angry, we realized that not only was that never true, but they're not doing the same thing anyway. So... It's all good. (laughs) Want to learn more about this? You want to talk about it? You want to have a question or anything? There's a link in the comments. There's two links in the comments. There's one to to register for the webinar, the, the online interactive workshop. And there's another one to book a call with me if you want to talk about this, okay? If you have any questions or you want to just talk about whatever, okay? It's a free call. I invite you to do it. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I wish you well. I'll be back again tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.